Hello, you're listening to episode 37 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. friends. Today, I am talking about the power of subtraction. It is something I've put together after working with many ambitious, but overwhelmed individuals, hopeful, but concerned leaders who are looking to overcome a challenge or expand their work and maybe their life. The power of subtraction to me is similar to a golfer moving his or her hands an eighth of an inch and getting an entirely new trajectory and result. It's simple, but it's also that powerful. I was thinking about this this past week because my family brought up once again that I am obsessed with throwing things away. It can be a source of contention at times. I have been known to throw away a school assignment or two, people's favorite pairs of shoes, scrap pieces of paper that seem exceedingly important to others. Most recently, I ridded ourselves of a prized Pokemon card collection. I like to subtract things. I like to make room. A physically clean environment affects me, affects my vibes. I feel better. I think better. And I thereby create better. I find I'm an all-around better person when there's less things weighing me down. So I like to clear. I call it unloading. I like unloading physically, emotionally, mentally in all ways. It's a favorite pastime of mine. So this week, when a four-ton dumpster arrived in my driveway for some renovations on our very old home, you can imagine my excitement. In order to make room for the new, we have to get rid of the old. It makes sense, right? We know that subtraction is a necessary part of any improvement or growth or expansion for ourselves. You can't grow a garden without removing the weeds. You can't build a house without subtracting and clearing trees. And you can't become a better golfer if you don't give up your wonky swing. But so often when we want to grow or expand in these other categories of our work or relationships or life, we begin with what we can add. We do the same thing actually When we're confronted with a problem or a challenge, we start with what we can add. We think if we can add a new technique, hire a new person, new skill, new time management tool, new trainer, new technology, new seating arrangement, that this change will occur. But then when it doesn't, we get confused and we get frustrated and we wonder why. And the reason is this, and I see it consistently and it is a very big mistake. Expansion is not a matter of adding, it's a matter of subtracting. We 
absolutely, yes, indeed, because I imagine I might get some kickback, need new perspectives and thinking and ways of being. But if we don't drop the old ones to begin with, the others have no place to lodge and be fueled so that they stick. It's just like training. There is statistically been research done on the effectiveness of training versus training and coaching. And there's a business case for it. Training is new information added to a gunked up system. You can't just add things when the system's gunked up, right? You can't, if, if someone's doing something wrong and their, their, their habit is that, or they're addicted to that process, you add another one in until they clear out, you know, the old oil system in a car. You can't just put new oil in it. Same way you can't put new, new information in the form of training without clearing out the old coaching plus training has a significantly higher rate of effectiveness because through coaching, and this is what I do whenever I start working with people is the first thing they think is, well, give me this, add, add this on. Tell me what extra things I should be doing or how this works, this new approach or attitude. But really, immediately gung-ho from the first step is that we're going to look at those things that we need to subtract. And that is nuanced to people. As Einstein says, you can't solve a problem from the same level of thinking as you once were. You have to change that. You have to subtract that old, old thinking. And as I said, this is physics. You know, it's not philosophy. We all know that the law of physics states that you can't have two objects occupy the same space at the same time. And this is the same for our thoughts, our characteristics, our qualities, our feelings, our attitudes, our approaches. For example, we can't say, I want to be a better, a better relationship, a better spouse, or I want to be in a better relationship with my boss, but then harbor a grudge with these people. We can't have judgment or hold on to that and then at the same time somehow add into some technique or tool to have help us have a better relationship. It just won't work because it won't stick. We have to subtract and let go of the grudge or the judgment so that we can usher something new in. For some reason, we often attempt to defy this law of physics, which we know when it comes to expanding our personal and professional lives. And some of the examples that I see, well, one obviously is that we want a better relationship, as I mentioned, but we're not willing to let go of the grudge. We want to prosper financially, but we won't let go of self-doubt. We want peace of mind, but we refuse to let go of worrying. We want our ideal career, but we won't let go of the old. We want to be happy, but we won't release our anger. We want to go for it at work, but won't let go of our belief that our family or our personal life will suffer if we do. Always here, we want more free time, but we won't eliminate our desire for control. We want to create more leaders at work, but we won't stop our micromanaging tendencies. We want more self-care, but won't give up putting others first. We want to have more impact, but we refuse to let go of our overperfecting. We want to help more people, but we won't drop our comfort zone. We want ease, but we won't cease our love affair with struggle. And we want more peace in the world, of course, but we're not willing 
to give up our judgment of our neighbor's yard signs. You get what I'm saying, right? You can't have both. You have to subtract in order to add anything you want in your work or life. I have three key areas that I've come up that I thought I'd share with you to help you, whether you're the CEO of your business, a company, or CEO of household. Whatever that hat is that you're wearing in this moment or in this decade, here are three things for you to consider. The first subtraction, number one, is subtract your priorities. Too often we have too many priorities, too many expectations. If, if you're like many, you have like 10 priorities. Especially at this time, there's a lot of additional caretaking that's going on, both for young family members and old family members. Dropping some of the expectations, the emotional expectations, as well as the physical expectations, whatever those are, dropping some of the priorities is really important to being able to be centered and grounded and to actually prosper and thrive for these next few months, as opposed to just bear down and grin it. The brain can't focus on that many things at one time. Too much distraction, too many shiny balls. That leads to ineffectiveness. It leads to confusion, distraction, overwhelm. Overwhelm, by definition, is focusing on too many things at one time. It's about focusing on more than one. So give yourself permission to distract all the way down to two to three at most priorities as you close out 2020. The question that you can ask yourself is, What's my, my really number one priority? And then what's my number two? And subtract the rest. Parking lot them. Make them a part of your 2021 plan. What you will find when you subtract is that you will be creating the mental space, the energy, the creativity, the time to make room for those top two to three priorities to be actually realized. Okay, that was subtraction number one. Subtraction number two, subtract your made-up policies, your made-up rules. What I mean here about made-up rules that have to be subtracted is noticing what it is that you impose upon yourself that is completely of your, your mind, that things that you call fact or rules that actually are opinions. An example might be, I have to be productive at all times. If you subtracted that, would you have the free time, perhaps the creative bandwidth, the connection that you want with your family. Yeah? Maybe you need to extract, like I said before, the heavy expectations you put on yourself that keep you stressed unnecessarily. It's counterintuitive, but when you put less pressure on yourself, then you feel good. When you feel good, you feel more confident. When you feel more confident, you thrive. You close your deals. You emotionally feel better. You are able to lead and impact at a higher level. You're solid. Your relationships flourish. For me, I personally 
want to subtract that rule that every time everything has to be productive. I want more play. I want more lightness. I can imagine if you're like me that you've had those moments where you say, I'm going to have this playful moment or I'm going to enjoy my family. But then while you're doing that, and you can go slap on and add an amusement park or a movie or a ice cream run, but then be thinking about the whole time the productivity that you're missing or the work you need to be doing or that you should be somewhere else. And that's what I mean about subtract out something that's made up for you. And I'll give you more examples. So that when you add, it actually is enjoyed. It actually delivers its purpose. Many people I know are right now, I'm hearing it really attached to their kids' happiness. We can still be at peace, even in the midst of messy circumstances or chaotic circumstances. Yes, we can be at peace even when others are not. In fact, it's imperative as leaders that we are, that we do move ourselves to peace, but we have to unattach to a need for something else happening in order for us to be able to be in that state. So you can't just add on and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do to be happy. We have to exit something that we're saying we can't be happy unless. That would be in a made-up rule. Another made-up rule might be, I have to make that person happy. I have to do that. I have to do this. I have to do this before I do that would be another made-up rule. I have to finish this part of my project before I can actually do what my more meaningful work. Is it true? Evaluate what rules you're making up that are keeping you from being able to add something and to make the change that you desire. My kid's been studying the three branches of government. I'm listening to all of them, and it's very interesting at this point in time, specifically with our election coming up. But I want you to understand that you're the legislature branch of your life. You make up the rules. Challenge the rules that you impose on yourself and subtract. When you do, you will clear the highway to what you want most in these next 90 days. Just just notice One of the made-up rules I had long ago, which I just thought was funny, is that I couldn't do anything fun or for myself during hours where I paid babysitters. Completely made up. And what I realized is that when I made it up, I could actually subtract that to get what I actually wanted. It was very fascinating to me. It was years and years ago, but it was small. But those are the types of things I'm, I want you to look at to say, okay, what do I need to subtract? What made up rule do I need to leave behind so that I can actually have what it is I desire to be, do, or have at this time? Now, this third subtraction is about subtracting aspects of your identity. And this is probably the most important subtraction. It has to do with certain qualities or aspects of yourself, your ways of being that make up your identity and that don't allow you to add another quality in. For example, you can't be committed to a project, an exercise routine, or a relationship, but also have the identity of procrastinator. You have to subtract the identity, the aspect of yourself, or resign the procrastinator in you. We can't be a bold leader without subtracting our risk averseness from our repertoire. Again, we have to drop one. We have to subtract. We can't be engaged and say we're going to be an engaged manager, an engaged leader, but also be 
distracted or, or worried. You can't be engaged and have your head in a different place. You can't be confident and be timid. You can't be direct and confront conflict and also be a people pleaser. So the best question really at this time as we head into these very uncertain times and, and what could some may be saying a difficult season is that what part of my identity do I need to let go of in order to become the person I want to be? Practically speaking, you may need to subtract work in life that you have. You might need to fire your bottom 10% of your, your labor, your staff. That's what Jack Welch did every year. He, he really promoted annually to maintain a high level of performers is to always cull and to be subtracting the bottom 10%. What out of your world needs to be sloughed off? Whether it's employees, whether it's work that you're doing, there are many things that we can do to improve and expand that don't require adding another thing, but require instead subtracting. Instead of rushing to identify all the things that you can add, pause now, tune in, ask what's the number one thing, be it a priority, made-up rule, a feeling or a characteristic of your identity that needs to be subtracted in order to change the way you want in the next 90 days. There's so many. You know, recently I know someone who needed to grieve in order to subtract the grief as opposed to pretending it didn't exist. And many of us probably have some unrealized grief from, from this past year. What feelings do I need to release in order to feel the way I want to feel? What behaviors must I subtract? Is it the chip on my shoulder? Is it the, is it the, the grudge that I hold? There are so many. Once you've identified, whether it be the priorities or the rules or the, the aspects of yourself, take a look at what it will cost you if you don't subtract them. In these next 90 days, what's the cost? In three months, what's the cost in one year? What's the cost in five years of you not subtracting these areas? When I start working with my clients, I always begin with what needs to first be dropped with thoughts or decisions or rules or perspectives or attitudes that they may not be able to see what patterns so that they, we can create room for something different. That I, I, I actually called it yesterday. I was calling it. It's like cancers. We have to be able to rid ourselves of the, of the gunk. You can't run a car with gunky oil, right? And you can't just add extra oil onto it, clean oil, and think that all of a sudden the system's going to work better. Yet we do it all of the time. The whole engine, all the oil needs to be flushed out. And that's what I'm saying is we need to clean out the system so that we can add some fresh stuff in. It may seem counterintuitive, but indeed the best way to expand is to eliminate. So there's places to add. I actually have done my own exploration of this. I've asked myself in order to maintain my highest levels of peace, impact, love, contribution, leadership this year, what 
do I need to subtract? And I've got that in my personal monthly journal for October. It actually just went out. So it will get added to these show notes that you can look at some of the things that I am doing that are practical that I noticed needed to be subtracted. So today I encourage you to look at what you want in your life. Ask yourself, what do you need to let go of to make this space for a better relationship with your spouse, with your colleague, with your friend? What do you need to to release or subtract to be the leader you can be at work? What do you need to subtract to enjoy your life more? I don't know what it is for you, but I'll tell you this. When you subtract the control that you're trying to impose, when you give yourself permission, you'll notice something. Something funny happens when we do this. Often we realize that what we want is much easier or has been there the whole time without adding a thing. When in doubt, don't add. Subtract instead. I encourage you not to just think about the question, but to actually go and write it down and make a commitment to find three to five things to subtract, to lighten your load, to simplify, as opposed to adding more. Know that it is your brain's impulse to avoid lack and scarcity that compels us to want to add more buy more on the internet, buy more from Amazon, find another thing to purchase, find another food to eat so that we can fill some hole. Yet it never sticks. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I'm pulling for for you. I want for you what you want for yourself. And I look forward to our next time together. Have a really nice week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.